genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one Cassandra's crying minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, Today we're talking about Minute 165, which starts with Gandalf and Pippin. Um, Well, the camera pulls back from the door and and we see Gandalf and Pippin kind of sitting there, uh, removed from the Gondorian soldiers. Uh, and it ends with Pippin saying, well, and smiling. Yeah. Kind of takes a bit of a deep breath, a little bit of a happy sigh as he lets out the word. Well, Well, yeah. And we'll get the rest of that line on Monday. I'm sad that it's not together. Yeah. Um. But I am glad that all of Gandalf's monologue is together because. Yeah. Uh, I love this monologue. Um, I think it's gorgeous. It's really pretty. He's, I mean, he's trying to, um, not, not to like poop on it or like make light of it in a, in a way that's like, uh, not, I don't know, uh, like a joke or whatever, but he's, he's kind of trying, we're here to joke. It's he's kind of trying to sell his, sell his religion to Pippin right here, isn't he? I mean, isn't all of Middle Earth though, like, like, cause there's like, there's like evidence like factual yeah stuff that that like this magic being created this world yeah that's that's true but i i get the sense the hobbits don't have really a concept of eru yeah and don't know a lot of that stuff they're very separated from the rest of the world and its history yeah well i mean frodo is familiar frodo is fluent in elvish yeah like he he and bilbo both like yeah. are very well read um and very well learned in... i feel like not being i don't think well learned is an exception in in hobbit culture well no what but i feel I was like saying, being fluent in elvish is what i was saying is like they are very familiar with uh elvish um literature and and poetry and stuff yeah. much of which has to do with the valar directly like yeah. the elves have a direct tie to the valar like yeah i think aragorn hobbit... Himself has a literal direct tie to the Valar, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, so. Baron, it, it's, uh, I can't remember if it's Baron or Luthien, but one of them is actually descended by, from Isn't someone. Isn't it Luthien? Yeah, Luthien's descended from an elf that married a Maiar. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, Aragorn's just got the tiniest touch of Maiar blood. Yeah. Uh, But I think Frodo and Bilbo in that way, I think are very much an exception among hobbits. Of having any real knowledge of the history of the elves, mm. I don't. I don't think that that's a thing the hobbits are generally interested in. Well, I think that hobbits generally more know about dwarves, know more about dwarves than they do elves. Yeah, because the dwarves are their neighbors. Yeah, because dwarves travel through hobbit lands. Yeah, so do the elves, though. But the elves are, but not as often far removed. Yeah, and on the outskirts. But there's there's established. It's established in in the Hobbit. Um, that dwarves travel, travel, travel through the Shire proper, like through villages to get to where they're going. Yeah. But the elves don't really seem to. They go around, they go through the woods. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, they would. <laughs> but yeah, so so I I get the I get the sense that Frodo and Bilbo are kind of exceptions in that way. Yeah, but with um, Pippin and Mary, um, and Sam too, like. Pippin and Mary are, are Frodo's co- like cousins. They're like his closest relatives, right? So like they all gr- ostensibly they all grew up like learning about this stuff. Not like learning, but like with Bilbo's stories and right. like maybe asking questions here and there. Yeah. I don't get the sense that Mary and Pippin know much about elves elvish history at all. Yeah, that's true. But I I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're unfamiliar with it. They probably just didn't pay attention. Right. They just- <laughs> I don't care about that. Get back. Get back to the stuff yeah. about. Tell me about the swords. Trolls. Yeah. <laughs> get, get back to the fighty parts. Yeah. Is this a kissing story? <laughs> Good crossover. Right. Uh- <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't think Pippin has any kind of frame of reference for what Gandalf is describing here. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's really nice. This was done in pickups because they wanted to create a short break in the fighting here and check back in with Gandalf and Pippin mm-hmm. and what was going on with them. But they, they did this in pickup and wrote it based on uh, Frodo's internal in, internal headspace from near the end of the book after he leaves from the Grey Havens. Yeah. Uh, which, it's almost word for word out of a slice of it, uh, but it does change a little bit of the wording. Because uh, what does Gandalf say here? He says... Um, he says the gray curtain. Uh, and no, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path, one that we all must take. The gray rain curtain of this world rolls back, and all turns to silvered glass. And then you see it: white shores and beyond, a far green country under a swift sunrise. Yeah, it it's a little different. Like they they made it, um, because it's written in, um, because it's written in like third person. It's the, a description. Yeah, it's a it's it's purely a description, like from third, like almost third person from the book. Yeah. So um, the gray rain curtain turned all sil- all to silver glass and was rolled back, and he beheld white white shores and beyond them a far green country under a swift sunrise. Yeah. So like this, so it is a little different. You know, they had to I mean, yeah, they made it spoken words. They're, yeah, they're turning the description um, into a piece of dialogue. Yeah. But the I think the important bits of it are still there, yeah. like the 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 I don't know the I prettiness. Like the, yeah, I like the and then you see it. And I the I I like uh, Ian McKellen's performance here is good. He's because uh, he just saw this. Yes. Just just a few short weeks ago. Yeah. From his perspective, I guess he he just was he just was chilling back in Valinor for a little bit little bit. Uh, so he's he's a little homesick. I think. Uh, it is his home. Yeah, I, I guess. But like, It's paradise. I don't know that he is resentful of that fact, though, that he's not there. I don't think he's... You don't have to be resentful to be homesick. Yeah, that's true, I you guess. You can just be homesick. I'm just thinking about, like, I spoilers for a 20-year-old TV show. But, like, you know uh, when Buffy goes to heaven and then, like, they bring her back and she's just like, You fools. You absolute buffoons. Yes, in the musical episode. Yes, I was resting. I was comfortable. You dumbs. Then one of you, Willow, had to pull me out of heaven. Hey, man, she missed her friend. Yeah. But, like, because, yeah, it's elf heaven. So, 
for Gandalf to have been sent back, it's just like, ah, oh, not this shit again. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, but that we know that's not how Gandalf feels. He's just, I gotta do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got a promotion, so. Yeah. Buffy didn't get a promotion. <laughs> no. Demotion in a Same lot of ways. Same stuff, different day. <laughs> I mean, demotion in a lot of ways. She went from Angel to Spike. She went from... Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Although, Spike whoa. is an upgrade to Riley. Whoa. For sure. There's no argument there. Damn, son. What? Oh my god. No, we're not getting into that conversation today. <laughs> right? Team we- Edward, Team Jacob? Please. Team Therapy. Um, team Spike, Team Angel. That's that's the original, the original argument in the in Vampire Land. I don't know that it's an argument. Eh. They both work for different reasons. That's true. And they're they're all hot. So like, <laughs> <laughs> all three of these parties are hot. So like, why am I complaining about this? If you want to make out sexily in your early 2000s vampire aesthetic, go right ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> you know, Gandalf, Gandalf here, though, he's just trying to comfort Pippin. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's not all bad. You know, if you die, you've been good. You'll go to heaven. Let me tell you about it. I... I don't know. Like yes, that is the uh, that's literally what hap- what's happening. But it's yeah. it's like it's very comforting. It is, especially in Ian McKellen's voice. Yes. Oh my god. He's very soft. This is just about the softest we ever see Gandalf. It's his boy. It's his Pippin. Right. He cares about him so much. Yeah. Because he's so far outside of what he what he should be doing. Yeah. He is the. He almost died like five times today. It's it's been a hard day for to be Pippin. Very hard day to be Pippin. <laughs> and yet he did kill a man. Did he? He killed an orc. Oh. He stabbed one through. Yeah. He's no he's no Mary. He's no Mary. Mary's, <laughs> Mary's down there just slaughtering orcs. <laughs> Running through them like a just... like a three foot tall blender, just doing <laughs> doing what he's gotta do. Pippin. Sitting behind a wall, holding his sword. Blood on your face. My you big m- disgrace. My am, am I gonna die, Gandalf? Well, maybe, but that's okay. Let me let me tell you about this really nice place. I really, I love the description of this. Yeah. Like. It's so. It's very poetic. It's it's pure pastoral, right? Yeah, ve- very much so. Like, it's, it is a just like a distillation of I the pastoral image. The thing that kills me about this scene in particular is the, uh, the theme in the the music mm. um from the very end of the movie starts playing and i'm just like oh god like i'm like tearing up it's going to get me yeah yeah for real it's coming mm-hmm. not I'm... swiftly enough <laughs> the the slowly marching but, drums of john williams yeah, john williams what are you talking not about not john williams howard shore howard shore how dare you my brain get off of my podcast i i just got done working for the day <laughs> I got up at like 6.30. Yeah, I know. John Williams. I'm what tired. is this, Star Wars? No. There is there is only one sun here. Yeah. There is but one sunrise, not two. 
Yes. I guess that's a sunset, but whatever. Yeah. Sunset, that's right. <laughs> that gets me, too. Oh, yeah, that music always gets me. Oh, man. Always. Dude, like, in, um, say what you will about The Last Jedi, but, like, that scene in The Last Jedi where you hear that theme and the sun is setting and I'm just, like, sobbing like a baby. Yeah. Two pieces of music from Star Wars that always just get me really emotional. The opening crawl, or, like, opening theme. Mm Mm-hmm. Luke's music. This, I don't know. I wasn't expecting this to hit me as much today, but, like, you, I mean, you saw... Yeah. We were like watching the minute. I wasn't even taking notes. I was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> It is. It's really good. I like that there's such a quiet scene here mm-hmm. right before everything starts hitting the fan. Yes. Yeah. It's um, I, I think it's smart. It gives us time to breathe a little. Well, it's another one of these. Uh, yeah, because it's another one of these valleys in the action. Yeah. The way that this this movie is set up where it's just re- climactic thing. Starts to turn around. Climactic thing. Starts to turn around. Because, like, we have had, like, what, six, seven, eight straight minutes of just, like, nonstop crazy horses dying and everything is awful. And then, like... Yeah. And just as the battle is starting to go back towards the Rohirrim's way, mm-hmm. we come to this scene. And then we're going to go back to that next week. Yes. And it's going to turn around again. Yes. Dude, I'm excited. And then it's going to turn around again. Dude, we have another, like, benchmark. Like, we have another, like, a, like, the, like, one of the scenes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. There's, like, five of those in this movie, but, like. Yeah, but, no. No, no, no. Next next week is, I think, for most people, like, the fist pump moment in the movie. Mm. Like, it's Eowyn, y'all. And, like, (laughs) it's the, it's the Witch King thing, but, like. I don't think that's, that's not just a fist pump moment for, like, all the women in the audience. I think that's just a fist pump moment for everybody. Yeah, in general. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You kill that bastard. (laughs) You stab him right in the face. Mm -hmm. But no, I I really, I love this monologue. It's so, it's very poignant. Right? It hits harder, I think. Yeah, and Gandalf hasn't been this guy for a while. No. So it's really nice. It's comforting. Yeah. I love soft Gandalf. I think under the context of, like, you know, just gestures broadly at everything, I think this, um... It's not the end. It's just another path. Yeah, I, I think this this is very comforting for me today. Yeah. You know, Pippin is just so afraid. Same. Gandalf Gandalf is here to make him feel maybe not less afraid, but more at, more at peace with what's going on around him. Yeah. Because Pippin is still clearly... Quite afraid. Yes. Yeah. But it's nice to hear from Gandalf that there's there's something else after this, no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens here, there's there's still something else for you to hope for. And I like that this is um like almost like a mirror of like their their earlier earlier scene where Gandalf is like lamenting how the battle is gonna suck and everyone's gonna die and. And Pippin's like, oh, we have you, Gandalf, right? And Gandalf's just like, mm, doubt. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, I mean, the Witch King showed up and just broke his staff. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Like, the scene, like, when they're sitting on yeah. the balcony and when, watching the volcano do whatever the heck. You mean, like, one of Pippin's best individual lines in the movie? Is it? The, um, I, I can't stand the idea of battle, but being on the edge of one, I can't. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. that, 
that line I think is one of uh, one of Pippin's better lines mm. in the story. But I like this because it is again them like almost like on a balcony or like a raised area mm-hmm. overlooking this terrible thing that's about to happen and like tanking taking um like solace in one another. Yeah. It is a good turnaround. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but it is it is very much a callback to that other moment. I on think the about Pippin a lot, Norman. I don't know if you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it's very much callback to the... I like finding um, mirrors in, in my media. Me too. It's, it's, not, it's something I usually look for. Yeah. I just hadn't noticed this one. It's because it's my boy. Hmm. It's my boy, Norman. My boy. Look at him. He's come so far. He has. He's still got so far to go. Yeah. Poor little Pippin. <laughs> it's a big old world. Well, that's not so bad. It's dangerous business. Going out your door? Yeah. Heck, I'm sad. Well, happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Um, where from? Oh, the- I hope everyone gets a chance to play in in green fields someday. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, th- of course, this would comfort Pippin. He's from the Shire. Like, he's literally describing the Shire, right? or like, you know, an aspect a of a coastal it. Shire. Yes. Um. Anyway, we're we're from the website duelinggenre.com. You can check us out there as long as, or and as well as all of the other dueling genre podcasts. Uh, there are many for your perusal. Um, you can also go to moviesbyminutes.com for all of your movies by minutes related needs. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday. I almost said tomorrow. That'd be a lie. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Um, and it's A1 week. A1 week. High five. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>